poison kill across. We're about to now. We're about to take it to the max. This is the pretty badass Kelly Klein telling you to turn it to 11 and take it to the max. Hey everybody, it's the interview queen Alicia Atute here and you are currently listening to the Max Wrestling Podcast. It's time to take it to the max. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Madhouse. Charismatic Enigma, Jeff Hardy, welcome to the Madhouse. On March 22nd, Max Wrestling Podcast celebrates its fifth anniversary. It's gone through many changes over the years, but one man has been at the helm running the show, editing, producing, and hosting. I've had the pleasure of talking to some incredible talent as an interviewer and podcaster and as the host of Max Wrestling in the Hot Seat. It seemed only right to celebrate the fifth anniversary by interviewing the man behind it all. In his first real interview to talk the history of Max Wrestling, it's time to sit at the captain's table. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of Max Wrestling in the Hot Seat. I am your host, Mike Larkin, and on this show, you've heard many a great guest from the current reigning and defending promo champion, Travis the Walker Anderson, Amir Blackbane Costello, Killer Cross, Alicia Atut, Kelly Klein, and now stepping into the hot seat for the first time, the captain, Dazzy Dangerously. Hello, Daz. I'm on the other side of the mic. It's weird. It is, but we're bros. And is there anybody else we would rather be on the other side of the mic with than yours truly? Well, no, of course not. Um, I don't think I've been on this side of the mic for two, maybe three years. So it's nice and relaxing. I don't have to worry about hosting. Hey, man, you know what? You know when the last time that you were on the other side of this? Was it? Oh, was it with Anthony Walker? The ICW question, brother. Uh, wait, wait, no, didn't we do a show after that? We did Wrestling Unleashed. Well, that was Anthony Walker and I. Yeah, didn't I do an episode of that with you? Oh, yes, that's right. That's right. Because he 2000... started rattling off some lists from friggin' What, what culture, culture, baby? And I'm sat <laughs> listening to him reading an article. Mm. <laughs> Those are the days. 2017, people, of me doing Wrestling Unleashed with Anthony Walker, which is actually... Kind of funny because a brief story about that. The way I got introduced to Max Wrestling, which I'm glad I did, was through Anthony Walker when he appeared when everybody was on good terms and he wasn't saying shit like, who did I get a job with in ICW? Massimo Italiano. Who? Yeah, and it was, was all those good terms lasted about a week. Yeah, it was all peaches and cream for a week. And then, yeah, so that's that's how I got known to Max Wrestling was Anthony Walker. Now look at where Anthony Walker is. So. That'll tell you all you need to know. But yes, main thing is I am involved with Max Wrestling, and I've been loving my job with Max Wrestling since 2017. What was amazing about Max Wrestling is it originally started, and I remember seeing these, the magazines, like the E-Magazine, where you guys were talking about like Kevin Owens, Phoenix was talking about The Undertaker, uh, Michael Cook, I believe, was involved, and you guys did Superstar of the Month. A lot of uh, female of the month. I mean, it was it was it was a nice little magazine, man. So talk about getting the magazine up and running before we even had this podcast. So I think the first issue was August 2013, because I remember mm-hmm. the first cover I did was uh, Brock and Punk. Yes, and it was the best versus the beast. Us, um, but I'd been doing them for a couple of years before that, just like as a hobby. I think two. 
2007, 2006, because I remember doing a lot of TNA stuff on the cover, and when TNA was good, um, then it took a hiatus, then I said to Phoenix, maybe I should do it, maybe we should do it again, and this time we'll actually put it online so other people can read it, yeah, yeah, let's go for it, okay, so we did that, um, yeah, it started off well, it lasted a couple of years, and then we were just running out of things to talk about, because... AEW wasn't around then. Impact was, well, we thought was dying. Um, we weren't as into New Japan as we are now, so we literally just had WWE to talk about, really, and nothing was happening. Nothing. So this was like 2014, 15. So what's amazing about that time is when you talk about WWE, I think the main thing with 2014 was the streak was broken, yes. and we saw the the exit of CM Punk. Uh, 2015, well, obviously we'll get to how the Max Wrestling Podcast debuted, but it's like, yes, go ahead. Speaking of punk leaving, I'm pissed, because one of the covers I did was, uh, it was a January edition, and it was CM Punk standing on the top rope, and I, like, photoshopped the WrestleMania logo into his upraised hands, because we all thought, yeah, Punk's gonna win the Rumble, he's going to WrestleMania, and then he up and leaves, because Vince... So I was proud of that cover, and it uh, it led to nothing. <laughs> well, I mean, yo, it's one of those things where it's just, yeah, that's the thing. When you actually look back at it, it's like they got to do something with CM Punk, and then that was the one where Kane choke slammed him into the table, and it's like, okay, we're gonna get Punk and Kane, and then it's gonna be Punk and Triple H. You don't need to be wrestling me. I, you don't. I don't need to wrestle you. You need to wrestle me. All oh, the good old days. Yeah. Yeah, man, but that's the thing, too, like, watch it's looking at those magazine covers and what you did with the Broken Brilliance, because, again, one of the hottest things ever, and I'll be honest, TNA at that time, was the Broken Universe, after the whole big money Matt thing when he won the title and turned heel in TNA, and just, like, it's amazing just to see how far you've come from the magazine, and then where we are with Max Wrestling, I mean, first episode in 2015, and a lot of people don't realize, but, like, you and I... And the whole gang, we all kind of started around the same time with podcasting. Well, yeah, I mean, I never even thought about podcasts when we were doing the magazine. I was just doing the magazine. And then uh, we've often, well, I've often called him our Yoda. Kenny Killer um, mm-hmm. is, is basically responsible for Max Wrestling going from magazine to podcast because he. I just got a random message one day from the Sunday Segway um, account on Twitter. Obviously, it was Kenny Keller saying, oh, I've noticed the magazine, think it's cool. Um, if if you're interested, there's a spot on Sunday Segway podcast that I do. And me being me, I was, a, if you listen to the first couple of episodes of Max Wrestling, you'll understand that I was kind of quiet and reserved back then. So I kind of thought, yeah, podcasting's not for me. Thank you very much for the invite. Um, but also me being me being nice, I said, in return, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll plug Sunday Segway in the magazine. And then a couple of weeks later, I kind of thought, you know what? Fuck it. So I contacted Phoenix, who, of course, the two of us were doing the magazine at the time. He was doing his Undertaker articles and stuff. And said, uh, we, we've had an invitation to come on a podcast. You want to come with me? Yeah, let's do it. I had a blast. Loved it. Kenny Killer's awesome. Sunday Segway was awesome. And I did one show and got the bug. A couple of months later, I think it was, I... Message Phoenix again said, how do you feel about starting up our own podcast? I'm in. F- Phoenix basically just goes along with everything. I'm in. 
<laughs> well, I'll be honest with you. Phoenix is a very optimistic human yeah, being. Yeah, I said you can That's even just... wear my blazer. <laughs> you can even <laughs> wear my blazer. Oh, you, you see, I'm punk you. But no, I mean, what's interesting is going back. I mean, before we even did this, and I got to say, I love that we're doing this. I watched the original Max Wrestling Evolves trailer. Oh, yeah. Like, Oh my god. And then the actual pilot episode. And then yeah. what's interesting is it goes from the pilot then to episode one, the Phenom the Phenom Menace. Like just to see where you came from the pilot and then coming to now two hundred plus episodes. Like yeah. Jesus. So funny story about the pilot. I don't know if this has ever really been discussed on Max or even Sunday Segway. Um but you'll notice we did the pilot with a guy called James Powers and yes. never heard from him again. Basically, the story was we did the pilot um, because just before that, we did one of his shows. I can't remember what it was called. I, I know it was about SmackDown. Uh, it was basically just a SmackDown review. We did two shows a week. Uh, so me and Phoenix did that with James Powers. And I then messaged Kinney about the podcast, about about starting Max Wrestling, and said, um, uh, we, we did this show with James Powers, and then we're thinking of doing our own show. And Kinney was like, yeah, cool, because Kinney worked with James Powers before. And then not long after that, Kenny messaged me and said he found out that James was running a bunch of bot accounts and he was basically faking his numbers and everything, which, you know, it isn't all that bad, really. There's, there's worse things to do. Um, but I guess Mr. Powers was ashamed of himself and he shut down all of his social media and nobody ever heard from him again. Jesus, I did not know <laughs> that. See, so, I listened to... Well, that's the thing. I listened to that episode. I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah, he was he was pretty cool. Yeah, he had a great accent. Um, <laughs> and then so the idea was he was going to do the first episode with us as well. And then all this stuff happened. So then Kenny was like, you know what? I got a great replacement for you. Invite the Broughtons, B-Rot and Courtney. And they were fantastic. The Bellas, you're fucking dead. Yes. Courtney cut one of the greatest promos on Max Wrestling, and it lasted about 20 seconds. <laughs> well, I mean, at that time with the Bellas, and they were doing that whole, you know, I wish you died in the womb, and then that bull crap. So, I mean, who would want them dead? Because they were just so annoying. Not dead like that, but as far as, like, you know, just just stop the madness. Stop the ride I want to get off is kind of what it's yeah, like. Yeah, kill the storyline. Kill the storyline. Like, I'll be honest with you. Like, as we both started, like we mentioned in 2015, like, when I started doing that, I'm just kind of like, yeah, do I really want to talk about this? Just because, like, there was a lot of crap around that time. But then I'm like, no, I mean, I think I think what's great about it is I think Kenny even has said this, the Aryota, Mr. Kenny Killer. It's like you only get better at podcasting if you keep doing it, if yeah, you know what I'm saying. That, that's, so, that's exactly what I've always said. Like... You could suck in the beginning, like, I mean, five years has gone by, but it's like you can start, you know, having your growing pains, but, man, if you just keep sticking to it, it all pays off in the end. Yeah, I, I've said many times I can't really listen to our first couple of episodes because I sound like crap, and I know it. Um, but, you know, now I don't even think about it. Back then it was, all oh, shit, am I doing this right? Are we, are, we, are we doing this right? Now it's just, boom, hit record and we'll go. And then I think I will say this about the inclusion of one, the butcher. Uh, I'll be honest with you, early days with the mask. I I, I dug it. 
I'll be honest, I did. I really did because, and then he takes his mask off, the, and uh, then we get the yeah. great thing about Butcher with the mask is, and when he first started appearing on Max Racing, he was he was just David Gillum, huh? and he slowly started finding himself because he was nervous at first as well because he'd never done a podcast before. I think his first one was episode three, uh-huh. um, and the other guest was Kenny Killer. So you know, if there's anybody you're going to learn from, it's Kenny Killer. Um, and actually, he's he's gonna love this when he listens to it because he's gonna get a lot of credit for this. The original podcast promo takeover was only our eighth episode, and it was the butcher's idea because we worked together back then. And he approached me. Um, he'd been on two episodes before we did the takeover, and he was like, "Every week, who's on this week? Who's on this week?" And then one week, he said. Maybe you should do like a special where everyone cuts a promo because back then we did the trivia and the loser had to cut a promo at the end of the show every week. And he had he had the idea of everybody on one getting as many people as we can on one show and everybody cutting the promo. Um and then he had to work. So he missed that takeover. So then we did another one a few weeks later. And he missed that one again. So he finally made it on um on promo takeover three, which was Ooh, a 20th episode. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, it was in August, so it was just, you know, it was the anniversary of the magazine coming back, second anniversary, that we did the first takeover. And then that's also uh, where Evan McCaber became a regular. Uh, you know what it is about both of those guys? And I'll say this about the Butcher, the mask, and just how he's evolved over the five years. And Butcher always keeping it real, always keeping it blunt. That's what I will say about our fellow captain and brother. But our also fellow captain and brother, Evan Money McCaba, whether he's like, you know, there's a horse crossing the street or he's just walking and there's prostitutes or, you know, Evan McCaba's over as fuck. There was never a dull moment with the one and only Evan Money McCaba, Pound Sterling. I love and cherish those episodes with Evan McCaber because he was so unpredictable and funny and just didn't give a shit. He was just himself 100% of the time. It didn't matter how over the top or controversial he was, he was Evan McCaber. Um, Actually, I've, I've actually got the episode list in front of me, like the first... I don't even know how many there are on this list. is. It's the first 130-something episodes. So the Butcher actually made his character name debut uh, 12th of July 2015. That's when he became known as the Butcher and not David Gillum. Yeah, you know what it is, too, and I have these all up, too, as well. I'm just I'm looking at also also the graphics as well, man. I think you being the talented guy that you are just to see how where the graphics were and just how amazing like what you did to where they are now. Like I said, I think your talents are also endless on that front. That 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 again is just a case of um, the more you do it, the better you get at it. Obviously, with the magazine, I was accustomed to Photoshop, so that's come into play quite a lot with the graphics. Um, early on, it was a lot of Photoshop images, and then we'll cut, we'll kind of chop them up so they look like they're a video. Now, it's so much more complicated. Where I've got overlays, I've got effects, I've got you know all this kind of transitions and stuff. Uh, yeah, it's just again, it's just a case of the more you do it, the more you learn, the more the better you get at it. And then, as time's gone on, I've tried to make them more intricate and more intricate and more complicated, basically just giving myself more work to do. 
but the more I do that then the higher my expectations are for myself so if anybody's a bigger critic uh, it's me well let me tell you something captain I mean from I'll be honest with you from the many guests that you know Max Wrestling has had from Michael Chadwick talking about Ryback which is absolutely absolutely hilarious and one of my favorite promos ever oh man Michael Chadwick fucking Ryback amazing and uh, I mean, <laughs> Michael Cook, like we, Cookie, I mean, we've had so many guests in the history of Max. And I think also, I'm going to say this, like, we'll get to Andre Corbeil because we'll talk about that in the Hot Seat series as well. But it's just like Johnny Ferrari. Was Johnny Ferrari like wow. the first in the Hot Seat? He was the first in the Hot Seat, yeah. Um, and the, I can tell you the butcher was so disappointed. He had to work that day as well and he missed the interview. <laughs> um, and then... Oh, when was it? It was a while after that that we managed to get Johnny on an actual regular episode of Max with the Butcher, and he was he was he was happy. Oh, that was thirtieth of August, so it was uh, just over a month, well, nearly two months later, that we managed to get him back on. Um, but yeah, shall, shall I tell the really funny story about how? Evan McCaber became part of Max Wrestling, or how I met Evan McCaber. Please do, and then I'll talk about <laughs> funny Kenny story afterwards. So go ahead. So, this would have been January, twenty fifteen. Um, TNA is in Manchester. Uh, Evan lived or lives in Manchester, so he was there. We'd, we'd never met before. It was just fate that he happened to be in the row behind me, uh, Beer and myself. You'll find out more about Beer uh, later on. Um, and I I was in the second row, so Evan was in the third row, and I'd taken the uh, the TNA World Championship replica that I used to own. I then sold to uh, so I could replace it with the big gold world heavyweight title, but that's another story. Um, I was a big TNA mark back then. I'm not anymore. And Evan was sort of sat behind me. So first of all, he sits down, and there's an attractive lady sat next to him. And Evan, being Evan, notices the lady, just turns to her side and goes, Oh, fuck me, you're fit. I mean, hi. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, <laughs> so the show goes on, and obviously there's a, there's a couple of breaks between matches, and um, you know we're talking amongst ourselves with the people behind us, drinking, taking pictures and stuff. The guy behind us has got a selfie stick, so he's taking pictures of everybody. And Evan notices that I've got the world, the TNA belt. So he sort of leans over and he, talks, he says, Listen, I'm black. I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> I want to take a funny picture of me stealing your belt while you're watching the ring. Sure, okay. Um... And if I can find it, I'll put it on as we're talking now on the screen. It's so funny because I'm literally looking at the ring, completely no no attention span anywhere else. My my focus is on the ring. And Evan's just sort of stood behind me, tucking the belt into his jacket with a sneaky look on his face. That was Evan McCaber. So then he sits back down and says, thanks very much. Um, and if you follow Evan on Twitter or anything... Anytime somebody follows him, he'll you'll get a tweet back from him saying what kind of work you do. Um, 
are you interested in you know cross promotion work so that that's what evan does obviously you know where can i find you what do you do so i just kind of point to the back of my t-shirt because i was wearing a max wrestling t-shirt and it had all our details on it he went i got you next thing cup i think it was a week later i get a message off evan uh he was a regular podcaster back then so he had his own show evan mccaber show on evanmccaber.com um so that was actually my first interview uh, Evan McCaber interviewed me about the magazine and then when we decided to do the podcast I invited Evan on and there we go that's that's how Evan McCaber became part of the show you gotta respect EvanMcCaber.com oh you gotta respect EvanMcCaber.com one of his many sound bites um, it's a lot, so Butcher it's was a on big. first episode 3 and then Evan was on episode 4 a week later and they both just became obviously regular parts of the show because originally, like I say, it was me and the Phoenix, and then we would we would try and have two guests every week, um, and we managed it for a good while. But you know, time goes on, people grow up. Um, Kinney, James Belmont, the Broughtons, they all move on to other things, and and we're still we're still doing it. Yeah, and you know what it is too, like, and also like with Evan, just very briefly that it's loading. It's loading. <laughs> well, you have to also, I look at it like this, like with Evan and with everybody, like he, again, soundbite heaven with him. Yeah. And I think what's also funny is, I'll tell you this funny story. So Kenny, I loved him to death. Kenny, my first actual, when I first got into podcasting in mid, it's like summer 2015, right? One of the first podcasts I ever got in contact with was Sunday Segway. And I was going to do a, episode it didn't happen until like later down the road and my, i think the first ever reply I got is i'm like i don't have skype i just started a podcast i'll see you down the road and then here months later i'm on max and then i remember doing an episode of sunday segway which was amazing i did a randy macho man savage impression which if yeah. you go back segway yes which was one of the focal points but can we get it now? Ooh, a cup of coffee in the big time. You dig it? <laughs> so I mean, we get like a lot of that. I was, I, like I said, I'm smiling just thinking about it. Sunday segue. I mean, James Belmont did his thing with Offshoot Radio. Uh, the infamous Phoenix with "You shouldn't be here." The episode is still in my mind. You shouldn't be here. We tell him that all the time. Like so many memorable moments, and just like the Phoenix and James Belmont, I remember being very much a part of that. And I can say this as well. Uh, Roxy, Roxy Toxic with the Offshoot Radio. Like, how did James Belmont even get involved as well? And then we had Roxy and the whole nine there. So Kenny had worked. Basically, Kenny is like the axis of all of this. Um, James Belmont did Offshoot Radio. Um, with the professor Mike Rodriguez and Roxy Toxic, and they they'd all appeared on Sunday Segway now and then. Um, I'm not sure if I was on a show with Belmont or if he if we just followed each other because we'd both been on Segway. But um, yeah, we Belmont became somebody we talked to a lot, and then he came on the show. He was on the second episode with uh, Rodriguez. Uh, which we called the offshoot invasion because it was literally myself and the Phoenix from Max and those two from offshoot. But, um, you know, Belmont was just always available. So he became, he didn't become a regular like Butcher and Evan did, but he became a regular guest. You know, he was pretty much always there if we needed somebody. 
Now, I think what also was great about him was I also do remember the um, the episode where, and we'll get to him in a second, where Anthony Walker hosted. And I remember, mm-hmm. like, I know before you even get there because we got to talk about it. I do also remember him, like, you know, wanting to throw his laptop out of the out of the uh, window because Bret Hart was the guy that beat the Miz for the U.S. title, and then it became vacant. He's like, does that really fucking count? Does that really fucking count that Bret Hart won the United States Championship and then it went vacant? And I think that's just that memory of that and obviously the Phoenix stuff. But yeah, I always enjoyed, like, James doing it up on uh, Max Wrestling. Obviously, Roxy, I'll be honest with you. Okay, when, she's t- when she cuts a promo, and I got to say, besides Butcher and how blunt he is, Roxy, when she did a promo, my God. Hey, her first promo took us all by surprise. We were not expecting it. Um, I don't know why. Basically, she hadn't done a promo before. And her first time was just, wow, mic drop. That's the thing. Like, when you're talking about, like, Charlotte and she, whatever she's talking about, and Ric Flair and Evan also with, you know, Michael Cole and, you know, my dear old mom, <laughs> Michael Cole. <laughs> it's just Wait, you know. Nuts. Maybe we should explain that. So, um, back in the day when when the loser of the trivia had to cut a promo at the end of every show, um, we had this randomizer where we would randomly select an opponent to to cut the promo on, whether it be Dolph Ziggler, um, Booker T, Big Show, Triple H, whatever. Dealer Brown. Brown. And then we'd have another sort of list where I'd put down all these different reasons why you'd cut a promo on somebody what was the reason for this rivalry and then i'd ask the person to select a number or it was something like what color t-shirt are you wearing and then it would correspond with the reason and then just one week evan <laughs> first of all the randomized opponent turned out to be michael cole perfect promo opportunity because nobody likes michael cole and then the reason turned out to be he he stole your car and Evan turned it into a promo on Michael Cole, where Michael Cole stole his mother's car, which was an Aston Martin, which she was learning to drive in. <laughs> it was just, it was gold. It was, and I think I would be amiss if I didn't mention Mr. Fucking Hughes. I thought the motherfucker was dead. I thought the N-word was dead. <laughs> and then we had um, Rick Marshall. Uh. <laughs> we couldn't figure out who it was because like, who the hell's Rick Marshall I've never heard of him and then it was like Evan are you sure it's not Rick Martell oh I know oh. that guy <laughs> <laughs> oh I love that man but you, you know what it is too and we'll get this out of the way and the reason why I bring this up is because you know why yeah. so there was a walker before the good Walker, as mm-hmm. I will put it, that is the one and only promo champion, Travis the Walker Anderson. There was a guy by the name of Anthony Walker of the Wrestling Matters podcast, <sighs> that show, and he did a couple episodes of Max, and I mentioned that he was the one that kind of introduced me to this, and again, I'm very happy in a way that he did because I made great yeah, friends. And that, that's the silver the lining. That's the silver lining of <laughs> getting there. We have there to was go through Anthony Walker to get Mike Larkin. There you go. <laughs> and then he does a couple episodes, and then he does the episode where he hosts, and it's the one-year anniversary of Max Wrestling. Yeah. And he asks the question about what 
on my episode of my podcast, who did I interview that said that they wanted to work with ICW, Massimo Italiano? And I'm like, what the hell does that have to do with this show? Because, again, trivia, you don't ask questions about yourself. You know, I don't even remember how we got in contact with Anthony Walker. I think he just found the show, messaged me, asked about coming on, said, yeah, cool, whatever. Uh, so he came on the Star Wars special, the first Star Wars special that we did uh, in December 2015. And, you know, I didn't see anything wrong with him at the time. He he he, he randomly slipped into an American accent at some times, like, champion. Uh, champion? Which is where that comes from, people. Um, and I just, I just thought it was funny. You know, I don't, I don't know if he realized he was doing it or if he was doing it deliberately to be funny, but I, I kind of found it funny. So I thought, you know what, let's, let's get him on again. And because he hosted his own show, um, Kenny couldn't do it because he was too busy. So I thought, let's do something different for the first anniversary. We do the trivia every week. What if we get somebody else to co-host and ask the trivia questions and then I'll, I'll compete, which I've only ever done twice, I think. Um... Twice. twice. I nearly never did it the second time, and this is the reason why, because of Anthony Walker. But, God, let me see how many people were on. So, episode 52, there was myself, the Phoenix, Evan McCaber, and the Butcher, the regulars. Uh, And then we had... Oh, wait a minute. That's the wrong episode. Um, Yeah. It was Belmont. So, we had those. We had the regulars. And then, as guests, we had Anthony Walker. We had James Belmont, Mike Chadwick, uh, Paul Holmes... Who was a friend of oh, Evans? Wasn't that his co-host on the Evan McGaver show for a little bit? Uh, yeah, yeah, he was. He uh-huh. was a friend of Evans, and then we had Roxy as well. So I think it was uh, three on three mm-hmm. uh, for the trivia. And trivia. Trivia. Then he asked that question, and the the entire call just went silent. And then I think the first person to speak was. Belmont, who went, I don't know. Yep. <laughs> and then Evan was like, I mean, it could be fucking anybody. Is it Bram? Is it Grado? <laughs> but the thing about that episode is I had to cut 20 minutes off the episode. And it wasn't anything important. It was either people getting frustrated or it was Anthony rambling after we answered the question like we'd answer the question then he'd go into like a five minute detail about why that's the answer to the question and where everybody's just like okay just just go to the next question please thank you please jesus please <laughs> so yeah i cut about 20 minutes out and i kind of wish i left a bit in where i think we went to a break or something and but you can hear butcher just going <sighs> yes trying to maintain his composure a la Stone Cold um, and then Belmont just asked Butcher are you getting but yeah, I'm, I'm getting I'm I'm getting there James I'm getting there <laughs> <laughs> I mean the reason I, and you know what it is too like 2016 it's not funny but looking at it in 2020 it is kind of funny it's, it's funny to look back on it was oh my god it was frustrating at the time but the worst thing is for some reason we recorded two episodes back to back that week and Anthony was on both of them and Butcher just stepped out after the first episode 
but because of the way we recorded it it was kind of split up it was all mashed up the way impact used to do their shows mm. so it was weird because you hear butcher on the second half of the anniversary show and the first half of the following week's show but then he's not there for the other half on both shows <laughs> Uh, just yeah so again people if you want to thank anybody for getting involved with max wrestling the shining the shining light is if it wasn't for anthony walker then there would be no mike larkin on the max wrestling podcast the only silver lining to that and like i said i used to do well now you know how i felt also as well i know you've done his show i've done his show when i used to do wrestling unleashed with him dude yeah. would never shut the fuck up everybody felt so bad for me no. but you to learn you know, you didn't. Like, when you say, oh, like, for real, if we're shooting here, like, you guys used to feel so bad for me when I used to do that show with him. Yeah. Every week we're like, Mike, why are you still doing the show with him? I, You know what it is, too? I think everybody knows. And, you know, Butcher's even said, Mike, you got to stop being nice. I mean, I'm the nice guy. I tried to, I tried to give him the benefit of the doubt. But even after a while, it's like, okay, how many times we got to talk about this? Top 10, what culture? Well, yeah. You know what I mean, I'm guilty of that as well, which we'll get into a little bit later on with the um... – the original Swerve Talk Network. Oh, geez. Yes. But before we do get there, Mr. Dazzy Dangerously, we got to talk about beer because beer is going to be coming back to take on the Phoenix on the kickoff for Promo Mania 5. The winner will face Moses Marquez, the current Knowledge Champion, for the Knowledge Championship. And um, all right, let's talk about beer because beer... I remember he was on Trivia Takeover, the first Trivia Takeover, which I believe that was the first ever like video special you guys did. Yeah, uh, it was something we toyed with a couple of times. Um, and, you know, really, because we were doing the trivia every week, it didn't really feel like there was anything different about the specials other than the name of the episode and then the special opening video that I did. Uh, so I thought we should do something different for the specials, really. Um, so this was originally going to be, I think, oh no, actually it was a rumble, so it was a few months before this, we were going to be doing promo takeover five, and then I decided to give each one a different name, so the January one became promo rumble, then it was promo mania, and then we had something different for June, um, because it was the anniversary of the original promo takeover, so we called it trivia takeover, and then we introduced the knowledge championship on that episode. Um, but Beer hasn't been on the show that much, so people probably don't really know that much about him. He's He's been my best friend for 19 years now, and we met through wrestling. So, obviously, it was... I don't know why it took him so long to come on the show, actually, because I'd been doing the show for, like, over a year. I was like, Beer, when are you going to come on the podcast? Ah, oh, whenever i got time. I'm always working. Which he is, he's he's always working. Um, and for some reason he just was available for Trivia Takeover, so he did the show. And I kind of knew he was going to be good, because, you know, I'd, I'd been friends with him for however many years at that time. 14 years, something like that. Um, and I knew he, he knew his wrestling, he knew his history and stuff. Uh, and he got to the final against Kenny Killer, who arguably was the competition back then because you weren't around Mike so Kenny was the guy to beat and Beer just came short in the final and Kenny became the first knowledge champion I think the thing also too is because we have Beer coming back for 2020 and I love John to death 
I think the first actually what's funny is the first ever show that I was on with Max uh, beer was also on. That was the uh, Evan McCabe. It's loading. It's loading. It's loading. <laughs> so with with beer, I got I got to know beer, and I got to say he. Oh, right, here's the thing. I think you can agree with me on this. Yeah. If Phoenix and I, if you see how competitive Phoenix and I with our dollars championship battles for the past two and a half years, yeah. Uh, put beer in there in a triple threat with us, or put beer Phoenix and I on the team. <laughs> oh my god. That's all I'm saying. That was the other thing about Beer as well. I knew he could cut a promo because I'd heard him when we were like growing up, 12, 13, cutting promos. Um, so I knew he could do it. And on Trivia Takeover, he got Seth Rollins, I think, in a randomizer, and he cut a, yes. a, a really good promo on Seth Rollins. Um, I, I'm not sure if he's going to be doing any promos in the future. I, I just know he's going to be challenging Phoenix. And that just came about this past New Year's Eve. Um, I didn't even know if Beer still listened to the show, to be honest. Um, I think maybe it was Phoenix that was bragging because he literally just won the Knowledge Championship after chasing it against you, Mike, for so long. Uh-huh. Uh, they'd both had a couple of drinks. And I, I think I missed the actual challenge because the three of us were outside and it was loud. You know, it was New Year. Uh, so the... The alcohol was flowing. The smoke was blowing from the cigars. We had the smoke from the cigars. Um, and it was cool because we were all in suits because it was a, a gangsters-themed New Year's Eve party. Um, and they just started squaring up. <laughs> I turned around, what the hell's going on? So Phoenix goes, he's challenged me. Very drunkly, he's challenged me for the championship. I'm going to take him down. Okay, both of you keep staring down. I'm going to take some publicity shots. <laughs> oh, um, <laughs> unfortunately, Phoenix lost the title, but you know I wasn't going to waste all this build-up, so they're now facing each other for the right to challenge the knowledge champion. I love the Phoenix. And number two, I got to say this. I was in New York for New Year's and I saw that photo and I'm like, look at, look at these, look at these Godfather motherfuckers just looking out there like the twenties. And I'm just like these sharp dressed men and then Phoenix and beard. The, the stare down was great. And, oh, but yeah, no, I'll be honest with you. As far as Phoenix goes, I'm going to say this right now. If there was, and I'll be honest, I was very competitive and I got, I was angry for maybe like a day or two, but I got over it just because I'm competitive. But if there's anybody that needed to beat me or should beat me for the knowledge championship, come on. Like yeah. <laughs> anybody. Um, Kenny had already beat you and then you won it back. So it was yes. poetic for the Phoenix to win it. It was. And I mean, we'll get to my start on Max soon, but I'm just saying if there's anybody as far besides Kenny, well, here's the thing too. Two of my greatest rivals beat me. Like, come on. How yeah. poetic is that? Yes. Yeah, all the competition you've had over the years as well. And the only two to beat you were the ones that tried the hardest, just like Orange fucking Cassidy. He's gonna try. (laughs) (laughs) But before we get to my ass, uh, we gotta just say this. I mean, as far as beer goes, uh, I'm gonna say this. I know he's been very cocky with his now 30-plus day reign as the knowledge champion. I think he's passed phoenix's short reign which again i told phoenix and i joke with him uh <laughs> remember when edge won the money in the bank beating Cena at new year's revolution and then he went to the rumble and then Cena won it back at the rumble yeah 
that was Phoenix's first reign. I said, Phoenix, you had the edge reign. And he goes, yeah. <laughs> like, Phoenix, just, yeah. You know the, yeah. <laughs> it could have been worse. It could have been a cane reign. Oh, God, the one-day reign. Jesus. But, no, I mean, it's so funny just because, like, I see Moses Marquez, and, I mean, you got to admire the, dare I say, moxie as the fact that he's the new knowledge champ and being very confident. But he's been the champ for 43 days, Daz. He hasn't had a title shot yet, and I don't think he realizes what he's going up against. No. Um, No, no, he doesn't. doesn't. Because... Unless you go back to Trivia Takeover, you're not going to know how good the beer, how good beer, the love beer. You're not going to know how good beer is. Um, Phoenix has all the experience in the world. I think he's probably got more experience than anybody, even you, at mm. Trivia, because he used to do it every single week. Um, but then you've also got Ella, who we know nothing about, really, in terms of knowledge competition. Um, we know Travis... He's going to try. He's going to try. Uh, and then we've got the Butcher, maybe, um, putting himself back in the ring. See, I, I like that because Butcher hasn't competed in trivia challenges shit since I was the knowledge champ in 2017, right? Yeah, I think his last <clears throat> competition for knowledge was probably... Uh, it was even Promo Mania. Or Rumble in 2017? Yeah, I think that was it for The Butcher. And then we did our stuff there. But I mean, like, yeah. And the thing with Ella J is, I'll be honest with you folks, and I love Ella J to death, the host of a wrestling gal podcast. Ella is 22 years old and started watching wrestling in 2009 with the feud that got her into professional wrestling was Jeff Hardy versus CM Punk. That was a great feud. It was. But yes, she is the youngest member in this Iron Bank Challenge. And if you guys go back and listen to my interview with Ella on SoundCloud.com slash MCLarkin92, not that SoundCloud, but I digress. Uh, Ella J can name every single Royal Rumble winner in order. Nice. So is, uh, she has... Is she also yeah. the youngest person to appear on the show? The youngest person ever to appear on Max Wrestling. Cool. So we get to see what Ella J has going into Iron Bank. And I'll be honest with you, if last year's any um, any consideration, because last year's Promo Mania Iron Bank challenge was won by Kenny Killa, and it came down to Kenny Killa and Courtney Summers. And so there's a possibility that a woman could take it. Yeah, there's always a possibility. I mean, we used to have Roxy compete. That's uh, the Roxy. And, <laughs> oh, my God, I got to put this out there. Just when I defended against her and Dave Ungar, at promo series 2017 yeah. that was still that was still some of the funnest funniest stuff and i gotta say this about roxy my favorite line after that was after i got a question right and you were doing the score she goes how did he get so good <laughs> because <laughs> she hadn't been on like what a max since late 2016 and yeah. then here's her first one back and yeah well, like funny i said actually because she was supposed to be on promo series 2016 and that's when she walked away and that's when mm-hmm. you became a regular on the show so it was All kind right. of a passing the torch kind of thing yes alright so 
before we get into also me, which we will get there, um, I think also I have I would be amiss if I didn't mention this uh, Andre Corbeil. Which we're going to talk about Andre because Andre puts a lot of our stuff on wrestling, but wrestling dot com, and yeah, he does appreciate it. Much appreciated, Andre. And I mean, I work with him. You guys have worked with him within the hot seat. Then he comes back to challenge me, but he meets the Walker head on at promo series, and Travis got the win. But I mean, Andre Corville, you also can't mention Andre without being on Max. I mean, besides in the hot seat, hasn't Andre done like an actual Max show? I think uh, he has. I think he's done one or two episodes, yeah. Yeah, like that's the thing. Like for those that were new to Andre Corville, we got. To know him again in promo series, but Andre is just another one. Such an amazing mind. Uh, knows Kenny, OneWrestling.com. We will talk about Bill after all day, but Andre is another one that you could say in Max history is just another one that really stands out. Absolutely. And when he first became involved with the show, he was very heavily impact. Um, yes. And, you know, we weren't as critical of it back then as we are now, <laughs> um, <laughs> luckily. So we did the interview with Andre. Um, again, i got to give credit to the butcher. Uh, he's the one that was following Andre on YouTube and invited him to do an interview. And it was a great, great interview uh, between myself and the butcher uh, talking to Andre. Nothing prepared, you know, just shooting the breeze. And <laughs> we, we could hear this strange noise in the background. And it was right in the middle of the show, and Andre just said, uh, "Okay, just hold the interview there because my I think my furnace is about to blow up." So he goes <laughs> to check the furnace, and I come out with, "Okay, while Andre makes sure his house doesn't blow up, we're gonna go to a break." And I didn't think he could hear me because he'd gone to check the furnace. So he comes back on the line, and he just goes, "That was the greatest cut to a break I've ever heard in my life." <laughs> Uh, and that's the thing, like, you know what's funny about it is, did I ever tell you, like, how I got in contact with Andre Corbeil? Did I ever tell you that story? I don't think you did. Oh, my God. So, my first appearance on The Heel Cast in 2017, late 2017, I did The Heel Cast, which is an all, was, I should say, not is, was an all-impact heavy podcast. So, think of it like... Yo, 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 party people, BQ, when he was the king of the mountain podcast, now the Impact Lounge, but yeah. not as, like, BQ. And I don't mean to bury BQ, but I'm just like, dude, that guy. I digress. <laughs> we go back to my line, I digress. <laughs> pass. We can, pa- pass. We can all agree to disagree, but BQ, yeah, him. So I'm on the heel cast, and I look, this was my first ever appearance, right? And I saw the comedy. He's like, whoever that guy is, bring him back. And I knew he was talking about me because all the others were regulars and I was the new guy at the time. And then I started talking to Andre and we became very friendly. And now I am one of – and over the years, like, we've talked and we've just, you know, interacted. And now I'm one of his co-hosts or in his co-co-host on the Andre Corbeil show now, which we did Brian Cage. We're going to have more interviews to come. But it's amazing just like, like, like you said, like with YouTube and, like, interacting and social media. It's amazing how, like, a YouTube comment and following people can just lead to great relationships. Yeah, especially somebody who... His work with Vince Russo? Yeah, he was Vince Russo's protege at one point, and then he became Bill Apter's protege. Um, Bill Apter, as you said, has also had Kenny Killer work with him, which is amazing. Yes, OneWrestling.com, the Apter mags for Wrestling Illustrated. Like, that's a guy that's been around. I mean, this is also the guy that, if you look at the old WWE documentaries, he was friggin' 
a photographer next to Paul Heyman at the early MSG shows. That man's a world of knowledge. Yeah, I meant to say this, actually, at the start of the show. Um, so, obviously, Kenny... Actually, I'll say this first. Kenny um, asked me, you know, do you want me to see if I can kind of get you a deal with Bill after? And I was like, it'd be great. But the only thing is, you can't swear. I was like, eh, I can't make any promises. <laughs> because when we get on the line and talk, Max, the sky just turns blue. Um, and it was... This is what I was going to say at the start of the show. I should have warned people, you know, I, we, I listened to the Alicia Atute interview. I, I, you swore once. And like a gentleman, yes. you apologized. You know, you don't swear in front of a lady. Uh, of but then, of course, we've had Roxy on the show just as a got a mouth like the rest of us, which is great. Um, so I, sh- I was going to say at the start of the show, you know, he was very, um, very well behaved with his language with Alicia Atute. You're not going to get the same kind of interview here. I'm probably the worst person for swearing. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many people that you've hated over the years that you've sworn. And obviously, Mojo Rawley, uh, the, the the Street Profits. There's a lot of people that you swore at, like really with the show. Obviously, well, the newest one that <laughs> I don't mean to laugh, but the newest one is also on the impact side of things because you and I can't stand Ace Austin, but but you're in track. You know it's not yeah. on the same level as like Mojo Raleigh. No, it's, it's just, just like he looks I don't, like a dude. I don't like him. I don't. He's he has purple hair and gauges, and he looks like someone that would be stuffed in a locker in high school. Yeah, this is where it's different with Ace Austin, though, is because you know you're not supposed to like him, so you know it's it's okay. So, yeah, we, you, we touched the. But even like when Mojo was a face, or even Montez Ford now, I'm just like I I cannot stand these guys or Otis. They make my teeth itch. Ducky, ducky, ducky. Otis is, he's annoying, and he looks the way he does. Very, like, very, like, big dude that can just bulldoze you, but it's just, like, still, ugh, the guy annoys you. Again, he gives you the skeebies. I'll give you, I'll say it right now, he gives you the heebie-jeebies, man. That's, that's what he does. And then you have Mojo Riley, who needs decaf, because he's legit. That's his personality. He's hyped. He's jumping. He's this. He's that. And he has friggin' blue crayon on his face. And then we have Montez Ford, who, again, is very hyped, but he's very athletic as well. But it's just the fact that he's very loud and very boisterous. It's kind of like, all right, tone it down a little. Yeah, he's very over the top. Fam. And also, you guys don't like the word fam. I don't know why. What's wrong oh, with fam? Doesn't bother me. Well, butcher with the fam. That's, uh, it's, that's because his son, it's because his son keeps saying it, as he said on the show. Uh, his son started saying fam a lot and it annoys him <laughs> just waiting for him to say bro next because that's the thing and I love I gotta say first and foremost people Butcher has two of the cutest kids <laughs> Jamie yep. and his son <laughs> okay do I can I just tell this very briefly so there was some one episode where Butcher and I guess like I, I love his little girl I'm gonna say this right now I think you can agree with me little Jamie's gonna be in the WWE someday or some in some way involved in wrestling because she's so passionate I love that little girl so we were doing the show and we were doing the intro and you know turn that turn that bitch to 11 it's yeah. time to take it to the max don't swear dad <laughs> remember that yes <laughs> And then he's like, what, what are you doing here? Get out of here. And then she started crying. And I'm like, oh, poor girl. Do you remember that? Yeah, I remember. Once again, we, we swear too much on Max. But we yeah, 
the intros over the years too like we used like the intros that we all used to read too you know this week on the max wrestling podcast this and this happened turn that bitch to 11 stunt take it to the max yeah i mean we've tried many different things over the years um stupid idiot other people yeah we've done segments and everything um I'm not even sure. I, I, I enjoyed doing the segments and everything. I think we just kind of felt, let's just free flow everything. Um, but then with the intros and stuff, we kind of cut them down to save time. Didn't really work because in the past few months, we've still gone like two hours. Um, but we are, you know, we, we keep trying to cut it down. We're trying to get like 90, 100 minutes, uh, which we did this week. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's we did. all about trying to cut down time, really. I think over the years, whatever like formula it is, whether it's you, me, and Butcher, you, me, and Phoenix, just the whole nine and out, adding Travis to the mix, which is just great because Travis is going to be going forward and doing his thing. But it's just like I love everybody that's been coming through, and I think the relationship. And I'll say this, and I'll thank Amir Blackbane Costello, like the relationship with RWT and him being also a focal point. And I'll say this with the promo championship coming back, we got to meet a lot of cool people. Yeah. Um, RWT in particular, I know um, <clears throat> the Mac team isn't as prominent in RWT as it was maybe a year or two ago. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, pe- personal issues have taken place and we've just kind of drifted. But RWT's played a big, big part in Max hitting, make well, first of all, making relationships with people, you know, like Robert Davis, like Moni Lynn, um, and Travis. Travis came from RWT. Um, yeah, we we just made a lot of relationships from RWT, and they helped us not only find a new audience, but gain some views. And Amir, he kind of took Kenny's role. He was kind of my... Uh, my go-to guy to talk about stuff. And he was just as passionate as me as promoting things and making these videos and, you know, trying to make a rivalry look bigger than it is. Like, okay, you mentioned Amir. We're coming up to Promo Mania 5. Last year we had Amir versus Butcher for Mm -hmm. the Promo Championship at Promo Mania 4. And it was one of the best rivalries we've ever had. Because they both put so much into it. Uh, Amir even wrote a friggin' rap Fuck song Butcher. about the about the rivalry called Fuck Butcher. But they were tight back then. So they both put a lot of work into it because they they both discussed ideas and everything and how they could make it look good. And they did. Um, and I know they're not on speaking terms anymore. And that's their thing, you know. Stuff mm-hmm. happened. But coming up to Promo Mania, it's made me think about that match last year and I kind of you know what I would like to have a catch up with Amir on the air um, because we don't really hear much from Amir anymore he hasn't been on show for a while obviously because personal things happened and again that's that's their thing I'm not you know getting involved with it but yeah I'd, I'd like I'd like to get on the mic with Amir again I think what's also great is too. By the way, let me tell you some bitch. When you guys, <laughs> when you guys did the um, beyond the mic and how fun that was. And I mean, like Amir, obviously, I'm gonna say this right now, and he likes to laugh. But one of my favorite knowledge championship opponents 
is Amir because I love try not to laugh as I say that, but I love just having Amir just involved in the mix, and it was a lot of fun with the re-edition of the promo championship, which we'll get to in a second. But before we get to all of that, Daz, I need you to do me a favor. What's that? Tell everybody how great I am. Mike Larkin is over as fuck. Thank you. So I got involved in this podcast in 2016. Like, I'll be honest with you, my first appearance was episode, oh, jeez, it was 70. I remember doing ones like 76, and I did like frequently, but first and foremost, before we get to 68. 68, thank you. I knew I was somewhere in the 60s or 70s, but thank you, Des. Uh, my first episode, I'll be honest with you, I was kind of nervous because I was also, this is a year I was into podcasting and I haven't really done other shows. I was kind of focusing on what we're doing. I'm going to say this right now. There would be no Mike Larkin and podcasting if it wasn't for people like Daz, even if it was for my own best friend as well, the other half of the S&M, Steve Nicoforo, because he was the one who... You know, we talked about it and we got into fruition in 2015. And, you know, five years later, Steve and I are doing our thing, whether it be separately, whether it be hockey shows on the variety that we provide. So I got to give a lot of credit to credit is due to my best friend, Steve Nicoforo. But getting to Max Wrestling, like, I'll be honest with you, when I first came on, what were your thoughts? This is somebody we should work with a lot. But at the time, we, we, we were still rolling through guests. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was like, okay, so we'll we'll have Mike this week, uh, and then we'll get somebody else, and then we'll get him back in a few weeks just to spread it out a little bit. Um, and then we just kind of slowed down on getting guests on, and thought, you know what, let's just get Mike permanently. It's so funny, like listening to those shows in the in the summer, and then you know I, I would do a lot of guest work with you guys, and then <laughs> then everybody found out about my knowledge. I mean, like, I'll be honest with you. When I first did promo series 2016, and then I won the number one contendership, and Kenny and I, I think the first time I went against Kenny, wasn't it a draw? Did we have a draw? Uh, yeah. And then the 2017, I, I win the title, and that was my year until 364. Yes, I said it. I'm not disputing it and rounding up. 364 days. <laughs> I lost and then obviously won it back from Kenny and then what started the 628 day reign then the going through people like and I'll be honest with you over the years I've had a lot of great challengers whether it be the Phoenix whether it be the Butcher which I'll say this right now because he's in this list uh, Dave Burnham was a bit of a part of Max Wrestling from the Ruthless Aggression Era podcast he filled in for Phoenix when he was taking his break in 2017 and then he came back in the inaugural promo climax which we'll get to the promo title in a second but Dave Burnham uh, he did a couple things Max go ahead do you want to comment about Dave well yeah I mean the whole point of this in the hot seat is to talk about Max Wrestling's history as we're coming up to our fifth anniversary. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, Dave Burnham was uh, a regular part of Max for a while. I think it was me this time who discovered this this guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm giving myself credit for this one, unfortunately. <laughs> um, no, um, I think we were planning. We were. I think we were already doing Swerve Talk at the time. Uh, the network that we decided to form, uh, that itself had a bit of controversy. But um, we obviously we were looking for more shows to add to it. Uh, we added your shows to it because you had a handful of podcasts 
on all the subjects. Machine. Yeah, Mr. Podcast Machine. I kind of discovered the Ruthless Aggression Era podcast and I thought, well, nobody really talks about the Ruthless Aggression Era. Everybody always talks about the current yeah, product or the, or the Attitude Era, yeah, or the, or the 90s, the early 90s. Um, so it, it would be a good addition. So we, I invited Mr. Burnham on. I think his first episode was February 2017, so it was the week after you won the Knowledge Championship. Um, and, you know, it was fine at first. Uh, everybody got along. He was entertaining. He was funny. And I think he just got kind of headstrong. Uh, Over ambitious. Uh, he wasn't happy with how much work other people were putting into it compared to how much he was putting in and you know i'll give him credit he did do a lot he made videos and everything for the network he did um but yeah it just got too too much i guess at, at the time we there was a time when we did two episodes we recorded two episodes because i was going away for two weeks to spain and i'd already uh, edited and produced these episodes and scheduled them to upload at the right time. So one of them was trivia. No, it was a week after trivia takeover, which came down to you and Burnham in the final, and it was a draw, and he wasn't happy about it. Oh no, he was not happy. He was that. so angry about it. He felt he got screwed. He like it shouldn't end in a draw. It should be a tiebreaker. His his tiebreaker. His question was easier than mine. Da 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 da. Uh, and then we pre-recorded a best of the butcher episode for the following week um and you know i was getting messages from the other end from the other side of the world well not the other side of the world from the, <laughs> the other side of the sea from people mostly dave saying you know this guy's not doing that this guy's not doing that and i'm like, okay i'm I, i'm not really at home right now like, there's not much i can <laughs> do i'll have to i'll have to give you the details so you can log in and do it yourself this kind of thing um, I can't remember who he pissed off. Maybe it was a butcher. Uh, and then I came back. We did one more show, and then he was—he just disappeared. He walked away. Uh, I think the first message I got about that, I put this video up advertising all the shows that were on Swerve Talk, and one of them, of course, was Ruthless Aggression. Then I immediately get a message from him asking, um, "Can you can you take that video down and take all my shows off the network? I'm leaving. Whatever. In not in so many words." That was the gist of it. I was like, okay. Um, okay, your decision, fine. Uh, yeah, so he left. Actually, we did that episode. That was a Phoenix's return. Yes. And I think um, because the Phoenix was back, we said to Butcher, uh, we said to Burnham, Okay, Phoenix is back, you know, thank you for filling in the role and everything. I think he thought in his mind he was going to stay on and it was going to be all of us. So that would have been five regulars every week. Uh, and we can't do that. So, yeah, I think he maybe he was a little pissed off that Phoenix came back and took his place. But, yeah, that was the short history of Dave Burnham. That was the history of Dave Burnham. And, I mean, I'll be honest with you, again, he did do work and he did and i mean he's still doing the ruthless aggression era podcast and what he does there uh then you want to talk about when he came back for Provo climax the first one well yeah it was it was butcher i think who got in touch with him 
to bring him back. Yes, but actually, when it, the first time round, when he was a regular, you took some time off for a couple of weeks, and we have to... Uh, oh, yes, when I was working, <laughs> and then Tony Atlas came on the show. Tony right. Atlas and Iron Sheik, quotation marks, filled in for you as a regular. It was basically sound bites, and it was so funny. It was. Um, <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> it was it was so funny because we were able to, the sound bites were so perfect. We were able to have small conversations with these Tony Atlas and Iron Sheik who weren't really on the show, but it was just like, you know, how do you feel about this, Tony? <laughs> <laughs> That's a big no no. Oh no. <laughs> Oh my god, I gotta put this out there, Daz. This was also, when when you're talking about this, I think two of my favorite moments from 2017 was obviously me doing the Bobby Lashley, the Bobby Lashley yeah. impression. Bobby Lashley, you kick your ass, man. And besides that, uh, the Boulder Creek TV, which oh, I told man. these guys, because a lot of people don't realize. So there's a restaurant here in the States called Boulder Creek, and where I lived on Long Island, it was right by the South Shore Mall in Bayshore, Long Island, and which is no longer there. I believe what's in its place now is a Friday's or something like that. I think it's a Friday. So, <laughs> Volta Creek was not New York anymore. And then we found out that Impact's TV deal with G- or GFW, excuse me, uh, was at Boulder Creek TV on a UK company. I'm like, I've never heard of Boulder Creek TV in my life. And you guys have you never know, heard Apparently, of it. it was available in the UK, and I we'd never heard of it. I've got Sky, and it's not even on Sky. So, I don't know what the hell they're talking about. So um, we were talking about, uh, you get you some of that Boulder Creek TV, son. Yeah. <laughs> And then I was just looking through YouTube for anything I could find on YouTube TV, on um, YouTube TV, on Boulder <laughs> Creek TV, which didn't exist. Apparently, I'm sure it didn't exist. I, I think they just made it up to look good. Um, and I found this commercial for the Boulder Creek restaurants, and it was just perfect. Well, I'll I'll put that in the show. I'll surprise everybody, and we'll get a big laugh out of it. And we did. <laughs> Like you, it was like, when you were like, welcome back, it was like, all three of us, Daz, you, and, uh, you, excuse me, you, Butcher, and me, like, the, when we came back from break, we all were in tears, just because <laughs> everything's better at Boulder. <laughs> it's bold. It's bold. And I think the other thing was that Boulder Creek TV and that, and I also remember, Oh, my God. Besides the Mike Tyson, there was Boulder Creek TV, and I think we were also talking. All right, here's the funny part about it, and I'll say this about Dave Burnham. I remember <laughs> it was Butcher and uh, Burnham on a team against me, and then I smoked him. And then you go, and that's why he's the champion. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> when we recorded that show, I'm not going to lie, I was getting ready for work because I had to go to work and do the 9 to 4.30s. My schedule, I'll be honest with you people, where I used to work on New York, my schedule fucking, and these guys know, my schedule fucking changed like that. I would work in the morning. I would work at night. I would work till midnight and then get up and do the show with them at, like, 7 o'clock my time. You, like we do now, but it's just like, yeah, it's, my it's schedule... crazy. You get up at seven a.m. every single week to do the show with us, bro. The, the dedication and the love for the show, but it's just yeah. So I was doing that. I'll be honest. When I was doing that episode, I was actually eating breakfast. And then when, if you guys hear a little rolling that you hear when Butcher and Burnham are doing it, I forgot to mute because. If, if it sounded a little crappy back in the day, it's because, I'm not going to lie, I was a little bit lazy. I did not want to get out of bed. So most of those shows, especially in 2017, I did from my cell phone on my Skype app while I was sleeping I, in bed. That's fine. Evan used to eat while he was on the show. You'd, you'd just hear him talking like... 
Yeah, so, on Raw. And then he'd be, like, opening a bag of crisps while he uh, potato chips uh, while he was talking to you. And then on SmackDown. Like, e- Evan, are you eating? I'm hungry. <laughs> That's also kind of... Remember when Phoenix and I were doing the trivia and he's like, I had food in me mouth. <laughs> yeah, Phoenix was eating in the middle of a trivia contest. And I asked him this question and he's like... Sorry, time's up, Phoenix. I was eating. I'm like, why are you eating when I'm asking you specifically a question? I love the Phoenix. That's my dude. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, just, yeah. That So that's for those that want to know. When I used to do those shows, I was in bed on my cell phone. But I was eating at the time when we did that show. If you hear a rolling, I was taking in the garbage. Because Thursday, people, was garbage day. So you put the garbage at the curb, go to sleep, wake up, they take it, pull it back in. So if you heard a little, that was me taking in the garbage. Hey, it's our our day on Thursdays too. Yes, hey, there you go. Also, oh, my love for Rachel Riley that year, my God. Oh, yeah. Wow, she's gone down in estimation now. Uh, Wasn't she pregnant? Uh, She was. She's also a big supporter of Boris. Okay, well, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. something? There's people in life that break your hearts, and, and Rachel Riley, you just broke my heart just yes. because. Of that. I'll be honest with you. Just I don't mean to go into politics, but I gotta mention this. My dude here in the U.S., uh, Joe. I'm not gonna say what he works for, but people that'll get this in the U.S., Joe. And if anybody has any questions, you can ask me after the show. Joe, not only does uh, Joe support Donald Trump, but he has U.K. listeners like. I do, and like we all do here, he he is a supporter of Boris. This is for Brexit, Dads. Oh, well, you know what I heard? What? I heard that Just Joe is a sorry son of a bitch. <laughs> yes. Just Joe is still called Steve Austin. Just Joe, you son of a bitch. Really that, mouth best. That was a great gimmick. I, I'm Joe. Joe who? I'm just Joe. Just Joe. Oh. <laughs> Let's talk about the knowledge title now because Kenny Killer, the first ever knowledge champ, then me, then Kenny again, yeah. then me, then the Phoenix, Moses Marquez. Isn't it interesting to see the history of that title? Uh, yeah, I mean, at one point it was literally just bouncing between you and Kenny. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I was just thinking, is anybody else ever going to win this belt? <laughs> <laughs> I can only imagine, like, I'll be honest with you, like, my freaky knowledge is, like, pop culture and pro wrestling and me just, the nuances. I think you could tell when you ask these questions. Like, I remember the first question you asked me when we did the podcast promo Rumble 5, uh, 5, 3, uh, sorry, 3, <laughs> we were talking and you were asking me, uh, what's the name of Jeff Hardy's band, Perox Y Jin, and then Kenny just goes, wow. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Kenny's first reign was 215 days, and we all thought that was impressive. And then you come along with 364. Uh, it goes back to Kenny for two months. And then you come out with 628. Yeah. And then th- this one over here goes, Mike, you- you're with the champ for 628 days. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't ready to give it up, goddammit. But no, I mean, uh, it's it was, it, was, it was a lot of fun with that title. And now I'm in the Iron Bank. Which, yeah. again, I have my own title to win, brother. Grand Slam champ. That's a first for the, if I win. Yeah. Nobody's ever won all three. And that's the thing. Like, I'm really looking forward to Iron Bank just because it's always fun. And the... 
it's as my notebook dropped. I'll get that in a second. (laughs) (laughs) It's isn't it also with the Iron Bank Challenge? Like the first year we did it, it was only the Phoenix and Amir, right? It was just the two of them. Yeah. And then it was last year's was Kenny, Courtney Summers, um, Amir, and um, Moses Marquez. And now this year it's Survival. Isn't it great to see how the Iron Bank Challenge has grown over the past three years? Yeah, I mean, I wanted more people to compete for it the first time around. But we didn't have that many people on the show. I think we had four people on the show. And it was mm-hmm. like, so two of them are going to go for the Knowledge Championship, and then the other two are going to go for the Iron Bank. Um, I think it was you, uh, it was Kinney, it was Phoenix, and it was Muggsy. Oh, yes. What happened to Muggsy? Uh, he just never came back. He wanted to come back. Um, then I asked him one week and he couldn't do it. And I just think we kind of stopped speaking. I don't know. We just kind of fell out of touch, fell out of contact. That's the thing, man. We've had, like, so many guests, too. And I think it's great. Like, oh, man, I remember, Um, uh, I'm going to say this. Like, you take the, the Dave Burnham stuff. Like, I can kind of take, and I'll say this, Courtney Summers, y'all. And the thing about Courtney Summers is that very passionate wrestling fan. I know she's been going through a lot of stuff, but oh my God, the fandom, the fandom is real. I mean, yeah. she's gone through a lot of stuff, but it's just like, you know what I'm, you know where I'm going with this. Yeah, I know. I know where you're going. It's just a lot of stuff happened and yeah, it was fun while it lasted though. We do have a nice soundbite of that is a man now. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, life uh, gets in the way, I guess. It does, and it, it happens. We all go through shit, and it does. It really does, but it's just, ugh. But yeah, I'll, but, uh, I'll take that one. Speaking of the Iron Bank, nobody's ever successfully cashed it in. Phoenix and Kenny both lost, cashed in on you, and both lost. Now, again, you do realize that I'm on the other end of this, so imagine if I win, and I hold that briefcase, and I'm breathing down people's necks. Yeah. Um, That's and for some reason Phoenix just let the whole contract expire, uh, and cashed in. That was, that was announced great. he was going to cash in on on Promania a day before it was due to expire. Uh, <sighs> Kenny didn't waste much time. He had just over two hundred days left on his on his contract. That was the thing. Like I'll be honest with you, last year holding the knowledge title, like the first. Uh, first one at pod. All right, I'm gonna say this. I am the only one to retain the knowledge championship at podcast promo rumble. So yeah. I beat Kit. That special yeah. has been a curse for champions. It has. It's rough because it's rumble. I'll be honest with you. It's rumble time, and then we go into mania, and you know things change. It's kind of like wrestling. Things change and plans change going into mania. So I retain there. Then Phoenix. I beat. And then Phoenix, who you know should not have challenged. But all right, you know what? I'm, I'm gonna say this. It makes sense because Phoenix can't challenge me, but then everybody else is going. It's like Phoenix has to come back because I'll be honest with you. I need a competition. Yeah. Thank you. So (laughs) Phoenix and I do our thing. Then I'm beating Amir in a very one-sided bout at Promo Slam. Um, and friggin' Kenny, who cashed in in the summer, I had a lot of knowledge title defenses. Moses and Travis and Moses. All right, I got to say this with Moses just because, like, 
two and a half years with Phoenix. Moses challenged me on Smart Mark Radio, and which aired on the promo series in 2018. Then 2019, I beat him, and then now he's the champ. Like I said, there's also a little bit of history with Moses Marquez chasing that title, running up that hill. Yeah, it's only in like the past few, well, since Promo Climax 2, really, that um, Moses has become kind of more involved with Max um, because he did that sh- uh, challenge against you on Smart Mark, and Radio. then we and then we added it into the show. So yeah, he's never really he's never been on a full episode to begin with. Yes, and this is I know Moses is very happy because he's on the main show. Like he's been doing a lot of the kickoff shows. He was on the he was in Iron Bank too. He was in Iron Bank last year. Yeah, but yeah. This is Moses Moses officially being on the show. He is the guy, and he's got a lot of people breathing down his neck for the knowledge title. Oh, yeah, don't get too comfortable, Moses. Now, another championship that has come back, and what we're going to talk about now, the promo championship. Like, Mm -hmm. I remember the original one. I remember Butcher was the champ, and he will talk about it. The OG, the Butcher. Yes, he was. Uh, I remember seeing that. I thought that was cool. Uh, Going back and listening to episodes, like I said, as a newcomer in 2016 and looking back on episodes, I like the concept of the promo championship. Talk about the promo championship, Daz. The promo championship, um, well, again, you know, we were doing promos every week back yes. then. And just, um, so this bit came before the knowledge championship. So we did the promo championship and we thought it would be um, good for ratings or viewership or whatever if we did like a tournament. So we need a prize. What prize can we do? Well... We do the promos every week. Let's make it about the promos. So we did the promo championship. We did the tournament that lasted a few months. Um, It was just a knockout tournament. Butcher ended up winning. Um, Things got very heated back then, Um, which I'm I'm sure Butcher's admitted to as well. Uh, Not not just Butcher, you know. People got heated. Uh, People took things personally. And the promo championship originally lasted one month. Evan won it a month after the uh, the butcher, and we said, "Okay, let's just scrap it there. No more promo championship." Um, so yeah, there was only in the original concept of the promo championship, there was two champions, Butcher and Evan McGaber, and that was it. So then, twenty eighteen, twenty eighteen comes around, um, and we've. We've been working with RWT, and I remember also Promo Slam that year was the the only special we've had no guests. It was just you, me, and Butcher. Uh, I think was Phoenix on it. Uh no, no, it was just the three of us. Uh, so you didn't have any challenger for the Knowledge Championship, so we gave you questions to qualify for Promo Climax. Um, and again, I think this was a joint idea. Uh, Butcher and Evan, no, no not Butcher, Butcher and uh, Amir both shot ideas towards me about promos and bringing back the championship. And I said, okay, I'll do a tournament, but we'll make it different this time. We'll we'll do we'll do it like the G1 climax. You know, it'll be blocks, it'll be points, and then it'll be head to head in the final between the two block leaders. So, cool idea. But then they, it took a lot of convincing because I really, really didn't want to bring the title back, obviously because of what happened the first time around. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, okay, if I need everybody to promise that they're not going to get too personal with this. 
because it's a big risk bringing this belt back if people are going to legit argue about it because let's face it it's not a real belt it's a graphic <laughs> it is it is it's uh it's the same with the knowledge title it's just yeah, a graphic it's, it's an image it's not an actual belt well apart from you know travis who got his own custom belt made <laughs> and you know what because he, he's a champion and he wants a title um Sorry. you know we, we've had issues with the championship the first promo climax was very successful i can't knock it um i think everybody got along it came down to butcher and amir and it was great they built the rivalry up fantastic they did the rematch at promo mania about six months later yes it was great stuff um so i was really looking forward to promo climax too and every i think everybody was to be honest um we started promoting it and things happened people started arguing people dropped out before it even began it was just doomed the, sec yep. the second climax was doomed to fail um but you know we pulled through we we saw through it um we still had enough people to continue fortunately so you know the, the, the tournament went ahead and you ended up just running through everybody no defeats straight to the final I, but you were also the knowledge champion, so that meant you had to defend the championship in the final. Um, you know, so if any, again, if there's any silver lining to how disastrous the second promo climax was, it was that we got Mikey two belts. <laughs> you know what it is like when Butcher had the reign, and I know the stuff with Travis that was going on. I think Travis, you know, challenged Butcher at Trivia Takeover, but we had Amir and Lewis. Yeah. So it's like we we can't do this. Like this... we have. This is a recurring problem with the promo championship. Everybody kind of wants a piece of it. People keep jumping in and demanding shots, and we're like, "But we've got, we've got things planned. We've got these tournaments going on. We can't just forget Andre. that and get yeah." Andre Corbeil surprised us and challenged <laughs> you, which which was great. I loved it. I mean, um, too. He's doing a sharpshooter in the Heart Legacy ring. I love it. And it was because we we hadn't talked to Andre for a good while, and he just came out of nowhere and challenged you and did this video. Um, shadow boxing and just yeah showed that he'd been watching and that was great and I think if we if we hadn't have been doing the tournament at the time he could have had it no problem but you want me to be completely honest with you right now go on since we are in the hot seat and we are shooting alright I love him to death and I, I, I do like to say that I beat him three times and I did I did like I do like to throw a little nudge at him like the difference between you and I is I can win it like that and it takes you longer to win it because I like to bust his balls. I kind of wanted Andre to beat Travis the Walker Anderson because it's like, all right, Travis and I promo slam King of the Mike semifinal and promo series. So for me, I'm like. I kind of want Andre to win this because I had the plan of doing, you know, ladies and gentlemen, wrestling fans tuning in worldwide and having like a kind of like a button down and kind of like doing the Andre stuff and then just talking about the heart. And I had like a lot of plans. And I think Andre and I uh, were going to get very creative with what we did. But with Travis, when I did that promo, which was 14 minutes, and like I said, I'll, I'll, I'll say it to you like this, people. I, when I started doing those longer promos, I said, you know what? And you look at when you look at the opening of Raw and you see it drag on and they're talking 15, 20 minutes and you just want to change the channel. I am going to do greatest hits. I'm going to make you sad. I'm going to make you happy. I'm going to make you mad. I'm going to evoke emotions and I'm just going to go batshit crazy and I'm going to entertain you for 15 minutes. And I think I think you can agree with me on this with those promos. I entertained you for however long I went. Oh, yeah, it was. 
it, it was a gimmick. It was so every- different because everybody else is just talking to the camera and they're talking straight and cutting this promo, and then you just come out with all this compilation of stuff, and it's just whoa. And then obviously the inclusion of my mom and that, which people got like scared shitless because of the Nikola thing and how creepy that was. I'm like, my mom is the sweetest person in the world. It's an act. We're just playing the gimmick here. Like, don't go crazy. But I think with Nikola and I, that I'll be honest, that was one of my funnest ones to do because I got to put the makeup on and we got to do a little demon stuff. And then we also with Robert. And you know what? I just had fun with that, man. Like, I really did. I had so much fun with that rain. Uh, and then now Travis with his Star Wars and I Will Rise. And I'll be honest with you, I'm not the biggest Star Wars fan, but I, I thought it was I thought it was a nice touch at the beginning, you know, with the, with the Star Wars. I think, what do you think about that? I had a little Star Wars to that. The Force is not strong with this one. Because the, you know how the people talk about psychology with promos and stuff? The psychology was, Travis, this is your last shot. You keep persisting for the title. And, you know, keep persisting and persisting. You want the title. You want the title. You want the title. He keeps coming to my house. I said I want the title. Like the, you get it, like the persistency of wanting that championship. And I'm going to be the one to not have in the grass. So you saw the psychology with our build and our feuds. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So that was the goal with that. And I think we accomplished it. Like one of my favorites to go against is Travis, even though we bust his balls and talk about his boat upness. (laughs) One of my favorites to go against is Travis. Good. Absolutely. Yeah. And. That was another thing I really, really enjoyed about Promo Climax 2 was everybody kind of developed a gimmick, which they didn't do in the first Promo Climax. Apart from Dave Burnham, which we did mention again, uh, Mm -hmm. he came back for the first Promo Climax, and he was the only one really that did something very different by adding these Titan-drawn graphics and stuff. Very cool. Um, And apart from Emir doing Black Burnham. Black Burnham, I see. Uh, yeah, nobody. Mexican burn. Mexican burn. Nobody. Nobody really did a gimmick in the first climax, and then, obviously, the very first match was Nicola uh, versus Zach, and she obviously did this demon-esque gimmick, and it took everybody by surprise because we didn't expect anything like that, and so very quickly everybody kind of developed a gimmick. Was like, shit. At some point, we're gonna. gonna have to compete with the demoness we can't just be ourselves so if anything you know she set the standard for gimmicks and you know like i said we got the walker out of it we got moses marquez doing the crippler we got you doing the greatest hits <laughs> um yeah that's yes that's, and again that with beyond the mic as well it was very different it was a very different concept where we, where Amir and I would get together, it was actually Amir's idea, where we'd get together every week and we'd interview some of the participants in the tournament so they could kind of give us a little bit more of an insight. Uh, it, it was just different, and I really, really enjoyed it. I got to say this to you as well, because you say a lot of quips, and I'll be honest with you people, this man has given me so many nicknames over the years, from Podcast <laughs> Machine to The Walking Wrestling Cheat Sheet, the whole night, and I'm very, very grateful for that. But I got to say with you, like, the one thing that you said when we were doing the Beyond the Mic, so, you know, I could tell Mike last year he was kind of nervous. Ah, all right, I'll be honest with you. My, my first role in the Promo Climax 2018, I sucked, because I wasn't the promo guy. I was the knowledge guy. And I'm like, number two, I don't know these people. So when I have to go against Ted P. De Niro, who all I see is the fact that he raps and Butcher has it. Okay. Did I ever tell you what was so funny about that? Did I ever tell you the story about how funny the first promo climax was? What with Teddy? 
No, not with Teddy, but just how the whole oh, thing, you know, no. how it's funny. Okay. I was not an RWT at the time. So when you guys were talking about RWT and Phoenix Jericho and all the crap that's been going on, I'm like, what in the fuck are they talking about? I don't know this RWT. I wasn't in the group yet. And then I think I forgot. Yeah, I think you added me or somebody added me. And I'm like, what is this RWT they're talking about? I'm just like, okay, you know, something. I don't know what it is. But yeah, a Facebook group. And then. I became friends, good friends with Amir and everybody that's in the group, like Robert Davis and and Moses Marquez. So, all right, Bob, just on the sidebar, there has to be a time where him and I go one-on-one because you can't just leave it as I he interrupts my promos and I do that. There's got to be a time where him and I have a promo about my gimmicks against El Jefe. Yeah. Okay, I digress. But that's got to happen. So, I, my line, I digress. So, what's funny about it is, I did not know what was going on, like with RWT. And then I get involved, and then, like you mentioned, I qualified with the questions, and I'm like, okay, I'm in this thing. We'll make the best of it. I'll be honest with you, I don't think I sucked, but I think I kind of, and I, I say that I suck, but I don't think I sucked as badly as others. <clears throat> oh no, Daniel Cremens, sorry, <clears throat> Daniel Cremens. I love you. I love Daniel Crimmins, but I like to joke with Daniel Crimmins, and he knows I like to joke with him. I love you, DC, in the building. I digress again. <laughs> but what's amazing about the inaugural promo climax is I didn't know Ted P. De Niro, so I'm like, I don't. How do I cut a promo on these people who I don't know? And then obviously I got to know Teddy, and then I got to do my rapping skills up against Teddy because I got it like that. Larky Lark is in the building, and. Uh, you know, it's just great to like change it up each and every week with, with what I did with that. Like, I'll, and I'll say it right now: I'm the first ever champion to win the promo climax, champion to win the promo climax, and then retain at the same time. So it, it really it was a great and fun ride for me, just to guess develop myself and bring the confidence of myself. Like with the King of the Mic, for example. Like a lot of people thought I wasn't going to win that. I think a lot of people thought Robert Davis was going to win it. I think a lot of people thought you know Amir was going to win it. But like with what what happened, I, I was very glad, and we got to meet a lot of great people like Travis. And I'm going to say this right now: Travis will take credit for Zach Herring, which he should, because you know I don't need to tell y'all how pretty I am. But I will take credit because I gave you the demoness. Yes. Yes, you You're did. welcome. You're welcome, And you D4. didn't warn us what we could expect. It was just dropped on us. So the great thing about Nico MacDonald that I love so much is she's a big fan of, like, horror films, Rosemary, and the whole nine. So I just said, you like that. Just incorporate some of that into what you do. And then we got the first promo, which you could tell she was nervous. She hasn't done it. But yeah, then we it got was, you know, uh, a screen test. It was a screen test, yes. But I think Nika, like you mentioned, has become one of the fastest rising stars in our promo challenges and the promo championship ranks. And I got to say this. I, I think you can agree with me on this. We have the Max Wrestling Anniversary Show coming up. I can't wait to see what her and Corey, who is 1-0 already with his victory over Teddy P. De Nero, I look forward to seeing what her and Corey do. They keep talking about this darkness and the light, like the whole night. I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with that. It's like a heaven and hell kind of deal. Yeah. Um, yeah, we've got the fastest rising against maybe the, new, the freshest newcomer, so it's very unpredictable. Um, but again... This is why I think the promo league is a better concept than the climax. Like like you said, you came into it and you're going to have to cut promos against people you don't really know. Whereas with the promo league, you can cut a promo on whoever you choose to. So you don't have to go against somebody you don't know. You can watch them and you can study them. You can know what they're about before you even compete against them. That's the thing. Like, I'll be honest with you. Like, I had an art. <laughs> Here's the thing. 
like when you're going to this, like you got to get the creative juices flowing. Like I'm watching my people. Like obviously I knew Teddy because I faced him in the promo climax. Like I know Travis. Uh, eh, you know what it is too. Like the only one I didn't really know was Zach Herring, and, and Amir will tell me like that was one of the coldest promos you ever did when you told him to get the fuck out of here and you legit spit right at the camera. I'm like I was just going through the emotions, bro, because this dude is just talking about how pretty I am and I don't need to tell y'all how pretty I am and talking in that in that accent of his, which I love so much. But I mean, like, it, like the thing that was so good. underrated. He was. And then he cuts the three-minute promo, and Moni does the minute-and-a-half promo. I'm like, what is going on here? Yeah, he he should have won more than he did. I think the problem was that he cut these really short promos, and it was his his first foray into promo competition. So nobody really knew anything about him beforehand. And then he comes out with these like minute-and-a-half promos, and people are like, well... We still don't know very much about him. You troglodytes. You troglodytes didn't know much about him. But his delivery like that was superb. Um, I'm not even sure if he was trying to put on a gimmick or if that was literally just real. Um, But it was so entertaining. If we'd have seen more of Zach, I think we... uh, He could be in contention for promo championship right now. Yes. This is why I I hope he comes back for the league. Me too, and like first and foremost, when Teddy called him, I'm pretty and gay, and he called Zach Aaron gay. I laughed, and they're both smoking the cigarettes and their promos. <laughs> but I think with the promo league, what we have now, right now, the participants are Nicola, uh, Travis, um, Mike Jolly from the Washington Wrestle Talk podcast, who was in this. Daz, you just did a sick logo for him, which looks amazing. And I got to thank you because I got to tell you some people about this man. Great logos. He did the LFC podcast logo. He's done a lot of my logos. He's seen you've seen a lot of great logos from Dazzy Dangerously. And I got to say, I love the work that you did. You did a sweet logo for Mike. Uh, Mike is the oddities, the heavy metal Jesus. You're going to get to know a little bit more about Mike Jolly in the promo league. And, um, yeah, man, like right now we got a select few people, a very minuscule amount, but I look forward to seeing what happens with Promo League. And, uh, yeah, that's that's going to be good right after Promo Mania. So I got to say this to you, Captain, before we close this out, I, I got to talk to you about Promo Mania 5, which is going to be an epic event. So yeah. I got to say, first and foremost, dude, like I said, I love talking to you. We've been doing this for, damn, like three and a half years, going on four years. And like I said, it's been a blast ever since. Yeah, I hope it's as epic as we are building it up to be. Um, the first one was a lot of fun because we didn't have the promo championship back then. It was just us talking about WrestleMania. Um, mm-hmm. And we did this little, I think it was like a 20-minute pre-show where we were all kind of coming on, logging onto Skype and just, you know, how you doing? Yeah, I'm good. What's going on? Um, and it was just completely natural. And we've gone from that now to where I actually do preview pre-shows a few days before the event. Mm-hmm. Uh, just to kind of build it up a little bit as, you know, like, like a last minute, this is what's going to happen. We've got these matches, you know, make sure you come back on Thursday and check out the show. Promo Mania is the biggest one of the year, obviously because we're talking WrestleMania and it's the biggest show of the year, arguably. Um, it's definitely the friggin' longest. I think it was Promo Mania 2 where we went bang on three hours. Yes, sir. And we've talked we've talked earlier on in this interview about trying to cut down Max Wrestling on time to like ninety to a hundred minutes. Promo Mania is kind of impossible to do that. We we've, we've got a lot to talk about, but this year it's like everybody's trying to get onto the show. 
So it was going to be just like, okay, we've got promo championship, we've got knowledge championship, uh, and we're going to do the Iron Bank on the pre-show or the countdown show. But now we've got you versus the shape, uh, and we've got beer versus Phoenix. And we still got WrestleMania to talk about, so, you know. It's a lot this year. A lot, a lot's going on this year, and I didn't think we could top it last year with how good Butcher and Amir were at building their rivalry and how much they promoted it. Um, you know, at this point, we can't really promote the promo championship because we're still, we still don't know who's going to be challenging Travis, whether it's going to be the Demon S or Cypher, which we're going to find out very soon in the next couple of weeks. Um, you know, once we get those matches finalized and we know who's going to go for the promo championship, I think we can start promoting it a lot more and looking forward to it a lot more. Um, with, as far as the knowledge championship goes, we know it's going to be Beer or the Phoenix against Moses, but we know we're going to get to see those two at Mania, so we can still promote that. That's cool. Um, yeah, I, I, I just hope people tune in. Mania 5 this year. Last year we got uh, just shy of 1,500, but you know, over the past few months we've been getting four, 6,000 consistently every week, so I'm expecting big, big numbers for Mania 5. You know, I, I say that now and it's going to curse it and we're going to get like 700. <laughs> that's the thing too, like, nah, I think that's the thing too, man. Like, ever since like Max Wrestling has gone on Facebook, the numbers, it just, yeah. it's absolutely amazing just to see like 6k people want to see uh, two guys from the uk and the american just talk about pro wrestling and do all this stuff right isn't it amazing it, it is like i remember struggling to get 800 and now we get six thousand without even trying it's uh it's blown up and again like i said earlier i thank rwt for helping us elevate to that position because we we weren't getting four figures until we started started working with rwt and we did promo series three, um, which obviously had the climax final with Amir, who is the RWT kingpin. You're welcome for the nickname. Um, and of course, a lot of people were involved with the show were promoting it, so we managed to hit four figures for the first time, and that was big. Actually, I think no, maybe two shows before that we hit four figures, but promo series was the first time we hit two thousand. So that was a big milestone for us. And now we've just been getting bigger and bigger and bigger over the past year or two. So uh, I'm not entirely sure why it went down for Pro Bowl Mania. It better not this year, I'm telling you people. And stop Facebook, stop fucking us with your... Yeah, with Facebook, your just assholes. Dickheads. Dickheads. They tried to screw us over. They took down the episode. We put it up on in, on the Infinity Gems page and we still got that 6K, so... Big middle finger to Facebook. Suck it, Facebook. But yeah, I mean, I gotta say this. Like, well, first and foremost, I gotta say this: the vignette that you put out for the shape and I, mm -hmm. whew, I, dude, I was, I'll be honest, and I, there's a lot of validity to what the shape had to say. Uh, I was doubting myself. I'm like, man, 2019, I have this big thing, and then I lose it. But then again, I think to myself, like, I kind of, you, know, you know, what it is? It's it's you, you son of a bitch. It's you. Let, let me tell you about that. Let me tell you something, bitch. <laughs> It's you because you're like, Mike, shut up. You define long reigns. I mean, I was 136 days as the promo champ. And I'm not ashamed to say this because I, I look at it like this. I am one of 
the longest reigning promo champions. The still the longest reigning promo champ is Amir, but I think he had it a couple of days longer than me. It was 144, right? Amir was. Uh, let me check. Promo championship. Um, so Amir had it for 144 days. Okay. You had it 136. Mm-hmm. So I'll still say I am one of the promo championships and that also make Amir feel good. You know why? Cause he could just say, ha ha, Mike Larkin, I got something over you. Head. No, <laughs> <laughs> I love that man. But no, I mean, it's like, and the butcher with his reign. And then now, you know, we got Travis and you know, the whole nine, but I mean, I got to tell you something about Travis. Let me, let me tell you something about the boat up some bitch saying some bitch a lot. Uh, <laughs> the boat up guy, the guy that he is, I think the passion with the boat up champ, and the shirts that he has, and the champ, and the championship that he has made, it's cool. And I really look forward to whether it's him and his good buddy Cipher Corey or Nikola the Demoness. I think he's going to deliver. He's very creative, uh, he, like myself, and like a lot of people. We're all we're all a lot of creative people, and I think that's what's wonderful about it. But I look forward to seeing what he does in the promo title. Moses Marquez. All right. I'm, I'm gonna, how do I put this nicely? <laughs> <laughs> Moses and Travis are taking on Veer and the Phoenix. And he's, you know, he's he's the champ and he's gonna be doing this. He's gonna take Travis under his wing, the proverbial wing Des. Uh, I can say he's very enthusiastic about being the knowledge champ, and I look forward to seeing him and Beer, him and Phoenix, what have you. Um yeah. then we have the Iron Bank, which is gonna be fun, as always. And uh dude, you and my you dude, you and the vignette for the shape and my what we got going on. I mean, this is Dude, this is my first ever promo bout on a promo mania. You realize that, right? Yeah, I mean, it's also the first uh, time we see the shape. Since you've been on the show, it's also been the first time that the Knowledge Championship is defended and you're not involved. So it's very different this year. It's, it's, it's a different feel. But I'll be honest with you, it ain't always about me. We got to bring all these young bucks on, man. I kind of am passing the torch. I'll say that. Passing the torch. <laughs> making it burn, kid. But no, nah, I mean... I'm so looking forward to this. When I was first challenged by this so-called shape, I'm like, what the hell is this? But I'm looking at it, and I'm like, all right, this is going to be cool. we got to have some fun with this. The, the shape has kind of revigorated, regenerated my creative juices. And what – I'm going to say this right now, and I said this on this past week's Max. This match should be the main event. I was very confident in what I said. This should be the main event. This should be closing the show. And it's true because I don't even have the titles anymore, but I'm still one of the focal highlight points of this. So I urge – and what I mean by that is I urge Travis to step it up. I urge Moses, I urge Moses Marquez to do his stuff with the knowledge title because Mikey two belts will happen later, sooner rather than later. And uh, I'm getting tied up, t- tongue-tied saying this, but I'm very looking forward, very much looking forward to my bout with the shape. I think we're both going to uh, burn it down, Seth Rollins style. We're going to tear it down. We're going to burn it down. We are going to make these some bitches know why they should probably be retiring or maybe considering retiring. I'm looking forward to taking on the shape. I know you're looking forward to seeing it. Absolutely, and that was the thing. You know, you had such a big 2019. Right. You couldn't not be a part of Promo Mania other than just predicting. You know, you have to do something, so I have to pull some strings and get the shape on. Uh, I, can't, I can't wait. Uh, all right, I'm going to say this here. As it's going to be a very interesting Promo Mania, and uh, also... I look forward. We got trivia takeovers. We got we got the norm, man. We got promo slam, promo series, and the road to next year's promo mania. We got the promo league. It's a very exciting times for the Max Wrestling Podcast. Yeah. So if anybody's listening to Win the Hot Seat that's unfamiliar with Max Wrestling, these are kind of highlights for us that 
we hope uh, bring people in that we do every three or four months. We do these specials. So January you get Promo Rumble, then you get Promo Mania, you get Trivia Takeover, you get Promo Slam, and then you get Promo Series. Uh, a lot of work, a lot of work goes into Max in general, but a lot more work goes into these special events to make them special. Obviously, the championships are on the line. Um, they have they themes. They have special songs. They have special graphics. So, uh, and yeah, Promo Mania Five is the biggest one. April second. April second. Tune in wherever you get your podcast and platforms, whether it be. Facebook, Twitter, whether it be um, SoundCloud.com slash Max Wrestling, whether it be Stitcher, whether it be iHeartRadio, whether it be Google Play, whether it be Cast Bizox, are we still on Podomatic? Uh, not for a while. <laughs> Podomatic. I mean, we're still there. Like, there's some episodes still on there. I just haven't used it for a long time. iTunes, iTunes, yes. So wherever you get your podcast needs, you can hear myself, the Butcher. Daz, or whoever the hell is on this show. We're, we're a team. We're a family. It's a beautiful thing. So, Dazzy Dangerously, Dazzy the Captain, Dazzy Lee, whatever you call yourself. You're a man of many names, too. The Captain, <laughs> El Capitan. <laughs> let everybody know where you. they can follow Max Wrestling, the Captain. And let's do this together. Actually, you know what? This is your thing. I'm not even going to say it. Uh, Daz, tell everybody where we can find The Butcher. Yes, okay. Well, The Butcher, first of all, is available at... TOD69BageITB. <gasps> There you have it. You can follow me at SM Show One or MCL92 on the Twitter. You can check out LandreFC.com for the Beauty, Strength, and Dominance official LFC podcast. And I'm going to say this, whether it be you or wherever, whoever it may be, friggin' go on LandreFC.com personalities. I'm going to give you a greeting. You get a little shout-out from the podcast machine and the podcast host. Isn't that what you want? A little happy birthday for me and a little special greeting. Isn't that what anybody wants, Dad? Everybody want a better mic. Everybody want to be like Mike. That's another thing, you son of a bitch, that you do. Anyway, I love this man. Let him, let him, let him tell tell everybody we follow on Twitter and the whole night. Okay, it's weird doing this in in this order. Like usually I know, right? I do myself, then everybody else's. Um, you can find me at Dazzy MWP. You can find Mash Wrestling on Facebook and Twitter at, and Instagram at Mash Wrestling UK. Uh, we are on YouTube at youtube.com slash Mash Wrestling. Or just search Max Wrestling. Hopefully, will be the f- first result. Um, we are everywhere, as you said: Apple Music, Spotify, Google Play, Castbizox, aka Castbox, um, iHeartRadio. Uh, the website recently went through a change. We went for about two years um, with our own domain, MaxWrestling.net. We had to give it up because it was they they hiked the price up so much it was going to be impossible to run. Um, so you can now go to our very cool website at maxwrestling.wix.com slash maxuk. And yeah, and like I said, SoundCloud and YouTube, go subscribe, go follow. Uh, we've, we've, put a lot of, we've put a lot more work into YouTube recently. The numbers have jumped up a little bit. You know, they're not massive. They, they've never been massive on YouTube, but, you know, we've seen a significant jump lately. So hopefully that's a good sign. Uh, yeah, we're pretty much everywhere you can find podcasts, like Mike said. Dude, we're all over, and that's that's the thing that's great about it. So if you're new to Max Wrestling, besides Max Wrestling, I will say this. 
If you guys want to check out some spinoffs, check out Infinity Gems, check out Throne Zone. You added that, and that, those have been great for over the years, man, for Game of Thrones fans and movie buffs. Yeah, uh, Throne Zone was cool. Um, I kind of wish we'd started it a long time ago when not just on the final two seasons we decided to do it on. Um, we, we Hopefully we'll be bringing that back when they do the prequel or spin-off series or whatever. Uh, Infinity Gems is on a little bit of hiatus and has been for a while. Uh, it's just difficult finding the time to to record that show as well as doing Max. You know, we were lucky to have this time today to do it in the hot seat. Um, yes. So hopefully we can get Infinity Gems back soon. Uh, and also, like I, I forgot to mention, the group on Facebook, it used to be Max Racing Interactive, but it's, it, it's not very interactive. So people, if you're in the Max Racing group, you need to speak up. You need to yeah, start sharing up. stuff. You need to start commenting on stuff. And if you haven't joined it yet, it's a Max Wrestling group on Facebook just called Max Wrestling. I think it's Max Wrestling. Uh, it's uh, facebook.com slash groups slash Max Wrestling. Correct, Captain. Correct. And if you want to follow the Phoenix on Twitter, it's the Phoenix 626. But he won't follow you because he's a dickhead. Yeah, no, he tweet. <laughs> He's not a dickhead. But <laughs> that was still the greatest thing. I probably will follow you because I'm not really on the Oh, the Phoenix. And don't even ask him his Skype name, people, because the, here's the thing. It, it used to be the Phoenix 626, but he had to change his Skype, and now it's like every letter in the alphabet and every number that you can think of. So we love yeah, you, Phoenix. Crazy. We love you, Phoenix. So on that note, I'm going to say this. I do actually, I found something for us to play to close this out. Are you ready for this? Oh, boy. runs and it's our last at bat. Didn't you guys ever hear of a comeback? That's bold. This is Boulder, the original Boulder Creek Steakhouse, where you'll always get a great deal on great family dining, like gorgonzola and bacon crusted sirloin steak, cheddar and broccoli stuffed chicken breast, or a half rack of ribs with popcorn shrimp. Your choice, now only $12.99, only at the original Boulder Creek. Everything's better at Boulder. Boulder Creek TV, son, yeah. That's a great way to close that out. <laughs>